What up and welcome to the Rise and Grind OCR and Endurance Sports Podcast episode number four. I hope you all have had a good weekend. I had a pretty good weekend. I was down at uh, Maverick Races uh, in Buckinghamshire uh, this weekend. It's pretty good, pretty tough. 600 metres of elevation. Legs are pretty shot um, today, but all good fun. Really good race, so check them out. Um, this week's episode, we have myself, Jake Barber, Graham Roberts, Glenn Coleman, Aaron Self, John Chambers, and also George Edwards, um, who makes a cameo about five minutes towards the end. So watch out for that one. Um, on this week's show, we chat about footwear, the brands we use, why we use them, um, shoes we've used in the past, uh, the features we like, the shoes we don't like, uh, such as the Vibram Five Fingers, um, like, come on, who needs a fucking shoe for their toes? No one, really. Um, there's other brands that do barefoot running a lot better. Um, but there you go. Um, we also touch a bit on our running forms and things like that, um, but generally it's about footwear. Uh, I think we'll end up doing another one, probably about footwear, maybe uh, nutrition, accessories, hydration packs and things like that, just so people know what we're all sort of using and our views on it and what works and what doesn't work, really. Um, I've managed to re-host the podcast this week, so it should be available on a lot more platforms this week, such as that place called iTunes. Um, so, yeah, look out for that. Uh, anyway, enjoy the podcast and check out riseandgrindocr.com for more info. Peace. Right then, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Rising Ground Podcast. Uh, boys, Jake, you start. How's the last few weeks been for you? Um, well, I've just come off uh, last, not, not weekend, just gone the other weekend. I had like a three, three days in Budapest with 14 lads. So pretty messy, a lot of beer, Savage. Lot of food, uh, not a lot of sleep. Um, so last week, I actually hit a bit of a training lull, so check out that last podcast that we've done. <laughs> like what you did there, uh, like what you did there. <laughs> good, good linking. Yeah, I did actually hit a bit of a training lull, so I sort of decided, right, I'm just going to take things easy, do sort of like easy runs and things like that, uh, not really crank up the intensity. I had like the most intensive workout on Sunday, so it was like a week after I'd come back, so... Yeah, just trying to get myself recovered, get the sleep back up. Um, and that's that's about it, really. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. Aaron, what's going on with you, mate? Yeah, last week, uh, well, two, two weeks ago, I had a really, really big week. Um, I probably hit seven sessions in five days. Um, so, big week for me. Uh, so, last week, I was, I was hitting a bit of a, uh, a more relaxed week. Um, this week going to hit more relaxed week, sort of uh, moving from one one area of my um, my program to to the next. So I'm in a bit of a transition phase this week now, and then ready to to build into next week. So yeah, always moving forward. Um, just taking a couple of weeks to assess where I am, and then carry on building for the for really the spring, the summer when more running is going to start to prevail instead of the swift. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice very nice very nice sweet Glenn Uh, so I'm still on the road back from recovery from my injury Um, so yeah you're laughing all right you fuckers always injured man always injured Um, (laughs) last two years (laughs) it's a it's a slow road back it's a pretty it's a pretty bad injury so uh, I've just got to listen to my body I was taken into like what Aaron said last week about not beating yourself up about not training and I've been doing that a lot um, so I've had a bit of a, a break this week since about Wednesday or Thursday. Just kind of done a bit of strength work. Just not hit the treadmills, not hit the roads. So nice and easy on the joints. Um, Going to get back to it Wednesday. Um, so we'll see where we go. But just slowly increasing the mileage to about 15, 20 miles a week is what I'm looking to aim at again. Sort of just pushing it a bit more. Nice, nice. Because nice. you've had an injury with your kind of foot, isn't it? Isn't it impingement, was it? Yeah. So posterior ankle impingement and uh, two grade three tears on lateral and deltoid ligaments in the foot so yeah pretty bad all the answers to that are available on google everybody 
Googling. I've got 750 quid to lend me for a scan, by the way. <laughs> no, no just no. asking. No. Just asking. Yeah. <laughs> asking for yeah. a friend. <laughs> or NHS in six years. So. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Jolly boy, what about you? Uh, I had a solid week last week, which was good. Um, got a good starting on the week with some good uh, training with the club. And then um, finished off with a solid 22K, 24K on Saturday round one of the reservoirs around here with um, some of the guys from the club. Headwind all the way, but just powering out a solid 5, five 10 k pace. So, you know, I'll nice. take that. Which is good. I know it's just yeah, like nice. headwind, hail, <laughs> classic uh, March weather. Well, that is finest, everybody. Oh God, it was just, it was just crap, you know. So. Was it? Was the wind as bad as it was here? Because I'm not joking. On Saturday, I spent 55 minutes getting face fucked by my uh, wind jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said wind jacket. <laughs> no. It was just kind of, that, you know, that persistent win where you just don't feel you can get into a good motive, like a good rhythm and you're not, you're just getting pushed back just like that. It's like, it wasn't quite. Well, let, let me get this straight. Jake was getting face back. So he was getting pushed back. It was a really good party. What happens in Wales? Stales in Wales, man. And we're only uh, five minutes in. And yeah. <laughs> I dropped an F-bomb. Let's, <laughs> let's, see if, uh, <laughs> let's see if Graham can pull it back. How's your week? Mate. Uh, mate, I, all I've been doing the last few weeks is buying running trainers. By the way, training's been to the shops. Tra- no, not even going to the shops, mate. It's all online these days. That's how the kids. <laughs> um, but you know, I've been um, training's been good. I've uh, been keeping the mix between cycling and running pretty well balanced. Uh, I had a cracking uh, run around Jake's local neck of the woods the other week with with Jakey Boy. Uh, where clearly our fitness levels uh, that we've worked on over the winter differed. Uh, <laughs> uh, but which, which one is the fitter? That's the problem, and I'm sure the listeners want to know. If you're looking for speed, go with Jake. If you're looking for some, an, fucking an energizer bunny, then look at me because I would kept going, going, and going, and going, and going, and going. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, but yeah. I, I bought um, I bought three uh, pairs of running trays in the last week, which. I know you guys is offline from this. have been like, what the heck? How the hell have you done that? And we thought, well, let's go there tonight. And today, this week's podcast is all about running footwear and some of the choices we guys, we make as, as, uh, as athletes and some of the things we hear from other people. So we thought, why not have a chat about it? So, um, Can I, yeah. John. So, so I'll start off with the question of why have you bought new running shoes? Or why, yeah. does, why does anyone in the group what, what's your decision on why do you t- choose to get new running shoes? Is it because your old running shoes have run out uh, of like tread? Is it because you go, damn, those shoes are dirt cheap? Or is it a certain like carbon fiber revolutional thing or the, <laughs> the latest carbon grip things come out? You know, like what's, what makes you go and buy that new trainer? You know what I mean? So, Graham, what I you bought your three running shoes? So, so I bought so I bought basically three running shoes. I bought a, a new pair of road runners. I bought a pair of uh, trail running shoes, but sort of heavy, hard pack trail um, that I can also use for boot camp that I go to. And then I bought a pair of <laughs> Salomon X, XA Alpine twos, which have got the gaiters inbuilt, and which I'm planning to use for my African adventure in november and they, they were on off <laughs> those um the salomon ones are those yeah. like lightweight and breathable aren't they so essentially they're a, a an salomon s lab sense ride trainer that's had a, a gator built into the around the shoe as well it's it, got oh, a, that looks it, like a wet boot yeah yeah looks like a wet boot <laughs> uh, atkins wore it uh, at iceland last year and won the event in one of those um, so it's breathable and yeah, okay, it might be designed for snow, but the gaiter is actually very, very breathable and it 
I've read a lot of reviews that say that sand doesn't get into it either. So it's normally 240 quid and I found it for 120. I was like, right, I'm going there. It's six months before the event, but I don't care. That kind of deal, you can't sniff your nose at for yeah, yeah. top quality. Did you buy two pairs? Uh, I didn't. I could have. And I may <laughs> still go back and buy two because two is one and one is not. I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to, to be fair. Yeah, I'm just kind of debating that now. <laughs> He's online now, isn't he? <laughs> but guys, can we just pause the recording so I can just go buy some more? <laughs> yeah, that's why I did. That's why. I, that's why I got three. Um, what Roadrunners did you buy? Uh, Mizuno Wave Shadows. Okay, have you run in them before? Yeah, they're my fourth pair. Okay, nice. So, so they, what are they like? Minimalist? Yeah, no, they're not minimalist. They've got a reasonable level of drop on them. Uh, I think they're about six mil. They're very, very lightweight. Um, and the only reason I changed them is because I, I smashed through the, the cushioning. So I get about 600k out of a pair of running shoes, Roadrunners. And these were at so five. You, you stick with the same pair? Yeah, as much as possible. I stick with the same pair. So, but I'm, here's the interesting thing, right? The fit on these new Salomons is so good, I'm tempted to try a pair of Salomon S-Lab Roadrunners next but time. The Salomon are really narrow, aren't they? I was trying yeah, Salomon that, narrow in the toe box. Yeah. My toes just feel um, like squished. I find them too like, high for me, because like, I'm more of a yeah. mid-foot, four-foot four foot, mm. uh, runner. I land sort of there. I've tried them before, and it, I literally feel like I'm in high heels. Like, I literally yeah. feel like is that, my foot is benefit him out in the sand. That's yeah, in the sand, yeah. perfect. That, yeah. That's, yeah, that's so great. I've run that's a lot kitchen, of that's high. Says, salmon, uh, sorry, sorry, running on sand, you want to land. Salmon? Just what I thought we were being more professional about this. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, Basically, I, you're going to be running in sand dunes with a pair of salmons on your feet. Is that yeah. <laughs> you got it, mate. You got it. <laughs> so, I read a lot that says you want to try and land with the broadest surface area landing on the sand each time. So more of yeah. a midfoot hit, which is where I tend to be on as a runner. Um, is, is probably more... Have you run on sand before? Yes. Like uh, proper distance? No, not proper distance. It was a 400-yard sprint on a beach in L.A. Because we thought... I was going to say, it's probably on a beach in, like, Clacton or something. <laughs> nah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clacton going to beaches. <laughs> you, should, uh, you should sign up for that Red Bull quicksand thing. I'm doing it. Yeah. So. You're doing it, are you? Yeah, yeah, I've signed up for it. So might be a good what, little test. Up. What shoes are you thinking of wearing for that, then? Um, I'm actually going to go Hex Talons. Like, Hex Talons? What, are they some baby Reebok in the 80s? No, Innovates, Innovates, Innovate X Talon 225s or whatever they are. I don't know if you need the grip on them or whether, like you said, you need a wide surface area. They did that last year, didn't they, that quicksand thing? Yeah, yeah, and you've got to like run. Have you spoken to anyone who did it? Just see what they've done in front of No, but I will do, I think. Have you got to run in shoes or is it, can you get Well, I suppose you don't have to. That's the other thing, I could wear some Vivos as well. Get Georgie down with his Vivos, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got a pair, but I don't know. I don't know what's good on sand. You what don't do you often run on it, so. Jake, what sort of... Oh, you've got to be quick off that, off the, the time, time. Oh, sorry. Um, so, I'm mostly running Innovates. Um, like, I think I, we sort of chatted earlier, Graham, um, in terms of, like, our different running styles. Graham sort of said that he was a bit more of a heel striker, and so he buys shoes that sort of cater to that. Whereas I've, since I started running... I've sort of been more of a mid-foot, forefront uh, striker, so I prefer a more minimal shoe with a lower drop. So I've sort of started at sort of an eight mil, and then I've sort of, every year I've dropped it two mil. So I can like comfortably run in sort of a four mil with quite a low stack height now. Um, mm. And it just suits, just suits my running style, really. And then the Vivos, I wear them occasionally, but to be fair, like very rarely. I'm not one of these barefoot runners. I like, I like... I like to keep it minimal, but not ultra minimal, if you like. So, what did you use to run in before you went minimal with the Innovates? Uh, I think I had some like Nike 
I don't know, some Nike Luna Glides or something that had like yeah. some ridiculous sole <laughs> like this. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. But you've done and, the transition period over a few years, which is always good. You yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, you can't literally drop straight down. And funny enough, um, yeah, I think, I think uh, like Coach Joe, Joseph Brigham touched on the other day, Spartan have brung out that uh, Ultra. Um, Altara, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. it. Which is like a low drop minimalist shoe, and they're sort of repping it as a Spartan shoe. Let's let's everyone wear these. And he made a good point saying that look, they're not for everyone, so you mm. shouldn't be jumping yeah. straight into like, like a old, low um, drop, like the old Reebok all terrain things that they brought out. Spartan ones for them. Yeah, which were I've never tried them, but apparently are Gash. fucking terrible. They yeah, fuck, they like the worst shoes I've ever seen. <laughs> John what, was, John, what was your experience with them? Oh, I, I haven't used them, but I heard, like, um, who was it? Oh, somebody in Spartan I was talking to that had them. And I think they like, didn't even, like, survive a sprint or a beast. Some, like, really <laughs> short race. And they were like, <laughs> horrible. And, like, the grip, like, yeah. I don't know what rubber compound they used on the sole, but it wasn't meant to be, like, grippy or something like that. So I was selling them based on that sort of that little bit on the midsole that would grip on the rope. That was a unique selling point, wasn't it? And the drainage holes in the toe. That was the other thing. Because their theory was that by running on your toes, which most people don't run on their toes, (laughs) you drain drain out your water. The water holes would work more efficiently. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what that made me think of? That made me think of when when people went ice bug mad and they went, oh, the drainage is shit. So they were drilling holes in the bottom of their (laughs) shoes. Yeah. 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 Um, Aaron, Aaron, uh, that that brings it over to Aaron. Didn't you used to be quite an ice bug fiend actually at one point? I I used to be. I used to love the ice bug actually, but then they changed their design on on the shoe that I really liked. It was the original Zeal that they had, the grey and orange one. I've still got a pair. They're beautiful. Yeah, and it was the thing is they had they had like the metal dubs that you have for the winter in like colder colder climates, but in rubber. Yeah. And they were they were brilliant. But what happened is they had a Zeal 1 and they brought out a Zeal 2. And then Zeal 3, they changed the whole bottom side. They changed the whole grip system on it. And I thought it was it was terrible. Like, I think I wore it a couple of times for training, uh, training races. And I was just slipping and sliding everywhere. They're such it was a awful. rigid shoe, though. They're such a rigid mm. shoe. They literally, they're so, like, sit really high yeah. up on the ankle as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're and they're a bit like the Solomon, like that. They they are really narrow as well. You 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 almost need the shoehorn to get in there. I um, um, I ran the fan dance in them last year. Some of fan dance, and they were spot on for that. Yeah. Spot on. It's funny you never you never really see many of them anymore, do you? Like the ice no. bugs and things like that. It's no. like they're, they're going through phases, isn't it? You just saw the ice bugs, then it was like innovates are really big in Europe and the UK, yeah. but in in America. Innovate isn't actually that big a brand, and I think yeah. it's more the ultras. And, and then they had the old um, VJ iRocks or VJ Sport yeah. iRocks, yeah. very yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. um, what's it? Hoka, Hoka, Hoka. Getting, are getting big, big now, aren't they? Big in Europe, anyway. They've always uh-huh. been pretty big in the US. Yeah, though. I just don't get like, why do you need like nearly an inch of like cushion <laughs> on the heel? But like, that's like way like. I just think that's way too much. Like it reminds you of like you saying about the south. Um, Jake, you saying about the. Uh, Salomon ones, like mm. they, like they're heels. Yeah, so you know, but they do come in some good, good colours because that's what's important about when you get your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> they look good. They make you run faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like go faster, faster stripes on cars. You know, like if as long as it looks cool, it makes you go faster. A hundred percent. Isn't it? It's like when you go to the climbing gym. If you're if you're climbing in a vest, you're ten percent climbing harder straight away. <laughs> <laughs> no facts, stats, right there. <laughs> well, I want to go climbing with George, who's like topless all the oh, time. 100%. 100%. <laughs> like, I must just be like Spider Man then. <laughs> I look at the middle of this podcast and go, what are we talking about? <laughs> I, I would like to know this is a question to everyone has anyone ever bought some Vibram Five Fingers and why? <laughs> I was so I've close. Won. I won two pairs. Uh, Magnificent Seven, the first year they did it, and I wore them once, and they are the worst shoes I've ever worn in my <laughs> life. They are, they That's are a strong horrible. statement. They are they... hot. They, it is. They are horrible. Like how anyone can even walk to the shops in them, let alone run up mountains and then things. 
yeah. ridiculous. They're pretty mad, and they were like actually designed uh, originally for like people who own yachts, so they don't slip over on the yacht or when they're racing mm. yachts or something like that. So, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. It's just a bit of sneaker geekdom for you here. Has anyone ever heard of the Nike Air Rift? Mm, don't think so. No. So it's a pair of Nike running shoes that were min- they were kind of the original minimalist shoe. Wasn't the one- that had had? Yeah, it was those yeah, ones split in the toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, I do remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. over the top. Yeah. So I have, I have a pair of those. I have an original pair of them. <laughs> and here's oh, the story. Here's the backstory to that shoe. So that um, back to the Kenyan runners in the Rift Valley in Kenya, which is the valley where most Kenyan runners come from, they noticed they ran barefoot, but they wanted to give, Nike wanted to develop for them a shoe that would um, let them run with their natural running style, but protect the sole of their feet a little bit more. And that's how the Nike Air Rift was designed. Mm, on that interesting. Uh, cool story, bro. Uh, thanks, yeah. On that bombshell, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you bought some vibrant five fingers at some point? No, I, I no. was so close to getting some. Like, I, I looked at them and thought, oh, they look a bit quirky. And, and then I was like, actually, I tried some on, but it's just the hassle of putting your toes in. That's yeah. like the thing that really turned me up. Like it didn't bother me so much the the way they felt around my feet, but it's just like that that toe thing is just like fuck that. Like I can't. Especially if you're an ultra run as well, and your toes mm. are all fucking crooked and broken, and you got nails hanging off, and like it's just, oh, no, it's just no. not ideal. No, no, no. <laughs> that's why you always cut your nails the day before the race, mate. <laughs> no, that's true. That can be my or, top or tip. rip it totally down some stairs, JK. <laughs> 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 um, but no, I've got um, I've got the set of the Innovate X Talons. But like just a, the the bottom soles you can thin as you can get, and like I find those are perfectly fine for me. Mm. You know, like I'm I've always all, struggled with innovates. I don't like. I apart from the only thing is I find with how much I run with them, I get about five hundred k out, and the soles fucking toast. Like yeah, gone. Yeah. Is, that, is that on trail shoe? Is that trail? Or yeah, that's shoe? like uh, their trail trail shoes. But I normally use the trail on road. I just use it on everything. I don't see yeah. the point. Like if I've got a trainer. I'm going to use it for road, muds, like especially where I run here, I can go from muddy fields to rocky path to road to pavement back to muddy fields all mm. in the sa- same 10k run. And like, that's, that's, you know, like, yeah, yeah I feel it. But that's where I've, I've found the innovate trail talent. Like uh, that one's, uh, I think Jake uses that one as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's I what do. I found is the best because like especially here I, I kind of feel you you know one minute i could be running like fairly gnarly trail forests with lots of roots and stones and the next minute i can be running forestry road which is like hard gravel yeah and then the next minute i can be on field and then the next minute i can be on road and i think for an all-round shoe they are 100 percent my best choice yeah However, they're quite reasonable mine goal, well. you can pick always them up quite in, cheap yeah 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 definitely but the problem is with them, and I think Jay, Jake's po- made an Instagram post about this, is they always go on the side, always in the same place, the toe box. It just needs to be that little bit wider. Like my yeah. pinky toe just pokes out yeah, after yeah. about four, 500K. Like the, the bottom of them are great, but it's just that side, that side piece yeah. where my pinky then, toe is. Then, they always just go. In a yeah. normally traditional, quite a narrow shoe mm. box anyway, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. you get their... Um, I can't remember which one of them. There's there's one shoe which is slightly wider than the rest, but I can't remember. I think it's the Rock Lights, which are a wider one, but the rest are very narrow sort of um, thing. But their design is a minimalist kind of more top end ultra athlete sort of thing. I I I always think. Yeah. You know. So I think uh, the Trail Talon, the two two fives, which we run in Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you get actually get the model up that's slightly heavier, because someone sent me this after I put that post up, it's got like a like more reinforced side. Like it's got it comes up slightly. Um, yeah. But it is is a bit mean? it's a little bit heavier and again, it's still probably a little bit too narrow. I think it just needs yeah. to be a little bit it, wider. In interesting with the with the heavier model actually, I actually invested in a pair because I was thinking because they were they were on sale. Um, a bit like Graham's situation they were on sale for like 50% I was like oh well it's a trail talent it's whatever 30 grams heavier you know what's the difference 
And I, I had to sell them after about five runs because I got the worst foot pain that I've ever experienced. And it, it took about two or three weeks after, I think I wore them every other day for a week. And it took me about three or four weeks to get rid of the foot pain after I'd had them. I had to get rid of them. Okay. It was, there was some, some kind of different size or the way they were sitting on my feet was just so bad. So I mean, that might just be personally to my feet, but just, uh, yeah. You've got to find John, the right shoe for you. You've got to find the right shoe for you. John, I was going to say, does anyone use insoles in their shoes or they just use the normal factory ones? So I do. Uh, so just on the Innovate point, one of the things I know about Innovate, they do, they tend to do adjust two things within a model line. So you'll see that Innovate do like a 225 and then a 245 or a 265 and a 285. And what they do is they change the drop on their shoe between the two numbers. So you'll get like a four mil drop on one and then an eight mil drop on another, which mm -hmm. I think they do with their trail talons. And they, I know they do it with the trail rocks that I've just bought. Um, it's one of my mother pairs. But then they also change the fit. So they have a provision, precision fit and a standard fit, as they call it, which I think changes the width of the toe box and a little bit of width of the last as well, which is why you get some differential between the different numbers on the same model line. So, but like you say, and that sometimes that can work really well for you, but sometimes that can just you put in a whole world of hurt that, mm. um, like, like Glenn just says, you, you've got to find something that you feel comfortable with and try and stay close to that because it's just going to help you perform optimally on the back mm. end of it. That's yeah. like yeah. about your shoes, you're always buying the same set because you know what that's going to do for your foot. You don't want to risk changing that, especially if you're close to a race or anything like that. Mm. You know? Yeah, no, so I can. Yeah, so well, I'll just quickly say something. Um, so basically, the trail talons used to be called like the ultra talons or something, and then those yeah. So they've had sort of three different variations of them, and I've stuck with them probably for like four years now, just because I know they'll be okay. I know they feel comfortable for me. They work for me. And it's sort of you can easily get sucked into like the new shoe from another brand gonna, that says all this stuff. Say, here's the question then. So when do you take the risk and change your shoe? Because at some point, the shoe you have will be discontinued. Yeah. So I've faced it in the past and I've gone, shit, what do I do now? And you've got to make a choice and you speak to everyone and everyone's got an opinion on it. Buy them all no. in the sale. That's what you do. Graham. Buy them all in the sale. <laughs> so I can actually, I can actually shine some light on this situation, right? Because I've been, I've been through this. This has been my journey for the last couple of years is, I'm always, you know, northern, as you all know, stingy motherfucker. I'll buy anything that's on sale. Yeah. Yeah. If, it, if it's got an 18 mil drop with a, you know, 20 mil stack, I'll, I'll fucking buy it if it's, you know, 20 quid cheaper than the <laughs> No, but, but seriously, um, I've, I've experimented with a lot of different shoes. As you know, I've done Icebug, I've, done, I've got a pair of Salmings, I've got a pair of Barefoot Morels. Innovate, um, I'm trying to think, uh, a few other different brands. And there's something that I've always found is when I've gone from a more minimalistic shoe like the Innovate Trail Talon uh, 225 or my Morel Barefoot, and I've gone into a pair of Salmings, um, Miles, I think they are, Salming Miles, and which is going from a four mil drop. Um, with what's the stack on the trail talons is like eight mil stack or something mm. um, to the Salming miles, which was a eight mil drop and a 12 mil stack. It, it goes all right for about three, four months. And then I got injured. I started um, getting really bad adductor pain and knee pain. And, you know, things started to go really pear shaped. Mm. And what I found is I've recently started running again after the after the off season, and I've gone straight back into my morels, and I've started with low mileage barefoot shoes, and everything seems to be falling into place. And I think it all comes down to like um, running mechanics and what's best for you. And I'm finding the more and more I experiment, the more and more I keep coming back to the same type of shoe, and that's mm. what you've got to find. And it's hard when when you know, I mean, if if we're have honest, you got your own, what, have you got like training specific and race specific shoes? I used to, um, before I had a child, 
and now I've got no money, so now I just have a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go around just dropping three sets of shoes in a weekend, like Graham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because um, no, I, I do a lot of my running in, in On, like mm-hmm. the brand On. That They're cracking shoes. Like For road running, they're spot on. But I find you get really limited mileage out of them. And when they go, that's it. Like the second mm. that second that that heel drop starts to go down, you start to wear away the lugs or the or the clouds on it, like the knee pain, the ankle pain within within a mm. day, and you've got to change. And you think I've only had like 250, 300 miles out of these. This is nothing, mm. right? Mm. And you've got to change straight away. That's so, that game, and I think, isn't it? You're paying that game of, and they say you're weighing. Do I buy a cheap shoe, or, yeah. or do I buy a decent quality shoe? Isn't it? You yeah. know, and yeah. you can find I, I was running like... it on, and, and I thought this is costing me like 100, 140 quid a time every every three or four months because I'm going through them that quick. That's so, so nice. I moved over, so I moved over to Nike and I tried the Pegasus 35s. That was I was recommended. A little bit higher on the heel drop, but like what a cracking shoe! Does so, that help with your impingement, Blend? It does. It helps because there's less impact, especially on the turbos, because it's got an X foam which pushes off for the midsole. So it forces you forward, so it's less heel striking. So it takes a lot of pressure off the joint. Mm. Um, but again, that they they were one hundred and sixty nine quid. Do you know what I mean for like a pair yeah. of shoes? And I think they're, they're, I think they were like almost touching on it again. Where like me and Aaron, I reckon, are more sort of mid foot, four foot yeah. uh, runners. Um, and then possibly you and Graham are probably more of a heel striker almost. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. Absolutely. And it, yeah. And there is that 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 famous uh, video, isn't it? Of like, uh, I can't remember what it's like. The Olympics, and it's like they're doing a five uh, thousand meter race, and like they slow down the um, the camera to see everyone's how their feet is striking the ground because they think like optimally this is the way you should run. And it's like every athlete has like a completely different uh, foot strike and things like that. So it's mm. one of them weird things. You have got to you've got to find what works for you. Um, mm. But yeah. also, I, I do err on the side of you should run as naturally as you can. And I do think it makes you uh, less likely to get injured. I do believe that. So I know you guys are hill strikers, but, you know, maybe it is worth I, I always go, trying. I do always go to a minimal shoe. Like my, my arms are really minimal shape. Yeah. Um, but, but the Nike just for the injuries more than anything. Because yeah. going out on the road and, and pounding the pavements day after day, it, it takes its toll. Because mm-hmm. where I live, there's, there's hardly any trail. But definitely, I'd say, so, do you notice that difference. Running on a tr- on a road, I normally run on my uh, Adidas Galaxies because they've just got yeah. a bit more cushion in them mm. than that. Yeah. Um, but I can still happily run because they've got a bit of grip on them. can happily run on trails on those. Yeah. But if it comes to doing the trails, I don't feel I need that cushion. Because it's you know it's soft, but soft, well, isn't it? The thing soft, is, if you've well, got mud, if you've got it? like a, a, a one mile or, or a couple of k run to the fields, then you, you're just going to go with the trail shoes because if you're mm. going to spend your time out in the fields, mm. then it's pointless. Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. go down the route that gives you the maximum grip on the worst yeah. terrain. Right? Yeah, I always yeah. find you've got to yeah. do that. Like I, my trail shoes are both four mil drops, so I run in uh, VJ Sport Extremes um, yeah. for heavy mud. And then I've got these trail rocks for when it's more hard pack and stuff like that there. They've both got four-mil drop, but I run with an editor insole in as well, which, yeah. because I've got this heel problem that I've had for eight, nine years now, I need some, when I moved putting that in the shoe, that saved my, that enabled me to up my mileage like another 30, 40% a month because I was managing what's that. that in, what's that you're wearing? What is it? Uh, editor insole, the editor insoles. Okay. So basically, they've got a they're a, a full a full bed insole, but the heel has got like an absorbing material in it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So although the although the shoe has a drop of four mil, and a reasonable stack height, nothing too major, that probably adds another two three mil a drop inside the shoe. So I oh, get okay. up to a more comfortable, and it just takes the pressure off my Achilles and my heel. Um, I was going to say, you should put a link on for that because I'd be interested yeah. in that. Have a look. Yeah, they're, they're really really good. They're really, really good. Just so they're standard orthotic shoe in my shoe. Yeah, so they're not a molded orthotic, but they just they just provide a le- an extra bit of rebound rebound impact. Always worth a try. Always worth yeah. a try. Things like that. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I, I mean, for the minute, I'm sticking with Pegasus 35s. Yeah. 
and they were 60 quid in the sale down from 120. Yeah, and if, and if if it works, uh, why exactly. change it? Got to go with what works. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. That's so, it. You so, know. I was just. I think you were. You were probably just going to say what I was going to say. But I think that's basically. You know what we what we've got out of this now. We've all all five of us now have basically come up with our tips, and we we've all all agreed that you know you you stick to what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you go with what you're comfortable with and what works for you. I mean, like you said, me and Jake will be different to. Graham and um, Glenn, but then if you are going to try something new, maybe wait to the sales, you know, and then give it a shot and accept that this might work, this might not work, you know. So going forward with your with your gear and especially shoes, I mean, you know, as you know, if we, if you're putting in, you know, on, on for some of us five, six, seven hundred kilometers, that's three months training, like, you know, mm. you can't be you can't be spending one hundred and seventy quid, one hundred and eighty quid uh. every three months on a pair of trainers, you know. So you got to find what right what works for you. Find them, find on the good deals, and just play with it. Yeah. You know, maybe not buy a new shoe every week, or you know, maybe buy three in one day. But then you know, like Graham does. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they went all on the company credit card. That's what I say. <laughs> company credit card. <laughs> the face is <laughs> ill. <laughs> on a good a good money saving tip, and this is honest. This is probably what I do is actually buy the last season's shoes every yeah. year. Oh, so, yeah. And yeah, they'll yeah, be like yeah, half yeah, the price time. of it. So why buy yeah. fucking spring, summer 19 when you can yeah, buy autumn, winter 18 for half the price? Because it's, just, it's the yeah. same shoe, but a That's different not color. not in my outfit this yeah. season. That's why, darling. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just bought the autumn, winter 18 ones, not yeah. the spring, summer ones. Yeah. The spring, summers are 140 and I've just got them for 65, 70. Yeah. You know, that's more viral, yeah. but I, that is a really good point, I think, that's worthwhile raising, is there also needs to be a step people have to take to acknowledge if you are performing at a higher level and you're therefore doing more mileage to be able to do that, the resources that you need to be able to fuel that include your footwear. And I've heard far too many stories of people pushing a pair of shoes an extra 200k and getting injured for 200k. Yeah. Sorry, I thought this is a podcast. Uh, quite a few hands went up there. Visual <laughs> explanation there. Saying that, I just, I just got my, um, my, you know, on Strava you can set up your warning to say how yeah. many miles. I've just hit my 500k on my uh, innovates, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Now I'm gonna yeah, get yeah. some new fucking shoes. But saying that, I also when when I got that notice, three days before was running, and I got like must be about a 10 mil thorn go straight through the sole of my shoe oh, into my foot. I was like, "Fuck!" It's like, what? <laughs> like first thought, oh, there's a stone in there. Then pulled it out. I was like, "Fuck, this hurts." I was like, "Okay, for once, Strava is right." I should get some new shoes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because I, um, my warning hadn't come up yet on my last pair of Mizunos, but I've been experiencing a lot more heel pain of late when I've been running. So I went and checked and it said it was like 20k off the limit. And I was like, okay, we're in about that window where these are probably shot. And, I've had, and it's not just the tread that wears out, but it's the actual cushioning that yeah, gets from the, that's well. That's the thing. That's the way you've gone, mate. Can I ask, right, random, random one, okay? So I'll start off. First Spartan race I ever ran, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran them in a set of nanos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to follow up with that. I, so my, my I was, was so shit, slipping all over the place. Mine what were. Was, <laughs> I did ask gazelles. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I did ask gazelle. Oh, you no. might have run in Reebok Classics. Yeah. Oh no! But... Oh, Jake, Jake, first OCR trader. What was it? I think they were like Innovate two two seven. No, I think they were like them. Um, Nike Lunar Glides or something like that. So just like a fucking road <laughs> You might yeah. as well be. You might as well be skiing for ten k. Graham, what was your first OCR shoe? Trail Rock two three five. Oh yeah, of course he is. Salmon's. Aaron, what was yours? 
I think it was a, a classic A6 Roadrunner. Oh, <laughs> oh. The best. I think the best one was turning up to like I think it was like Marston Lodge. No, was it Marston Lodge? Oh, fuck. No, no, that was it. It was Edinburgh when they did the Ultra Beast, and somebody turned off in a set of Converse Classics. Oh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? They, 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 they deserve a whole another medal if they complete that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no support. It's no when they try to get the first kill, and they're like running on the spot. <laughs> Fucking terrible. I've got a race idea. What about if we get, with like a Spartan sprint, make it as muddy as fuck, but everyone has to wear road running shoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be good. Game changing. Game changing. I'm duct taping them to my feet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> let's, let's expand this out a little bit then, boys. So, what do you think of. How do you deal with different brands positioning their shoes and the marketing of the product versus actually what you feel you need? Ooh. Jake, go. Ooh. Put more put more context in it. I need to understand the question a bit more. Sorry, do you like to rephrase that for you, Jake? Because you didn't quite get the question. Um, so obviously, there's a lot of brands out there that are pushing their certain philosophies. Vibrant push their fighting thing. Innovate push their thing. Mizuno push theirs. Nike, blah, 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 blah. Mm. How do you, what do you guys feel, where do you feel that thing that's good for the sport and where do you think that really doesn't help the people trying to buy the right shoe if they're less informed, let's say? Yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a hard, obviously like, you've when, got when to When you say less informed, when you say less informed, I mean, but that's like, what, the only way you buy a shoe it's like, is, um, is like someone to a Reebok, to a Spartan race in a pair of Adidas Gazelles and thinking they're going to get through it. <laughs> yeah, fair I, I, I think that I is did. A, um, that's a, to do with a you're being a little naive of what you're actually getting into, not understanding fully how. Like when I would turn up to my first Spartan, I was like, "Fuck it, I can do these in a set of these shoes." Because a that's all I had, and I didn't mm. have like sixty quid to kick about to buy a set of nice running shoes mm. to do that at the time. And then B, just thinking, oh, I can just get away with it. Because then there's also the other thing of like, when you're beginning off, you're not thinking about the competitive level of it, I think. Like, mm. that's what yeah. made me do the decision of, right, I want to invest 60, 100 quid in a set of good uh, innovates that I know are going to, instead of putting me down in like outside the top 100, is maybe going to edge me inside of that or in towards the 50. Just because I know when I'm bombing it downhill, I'm not going to be skiing it on my fucking ass because my grip's finally dropped out, you know? <laughs> like, that's, like, the logic there. But also, like, the fact that you've got, like, mar uh, like when you see these big races like Tough Mudder, our favourite running uh, OCR of choice, <laughs> or not. But All like, the races are available. Yes. <laughs> um, but they, I, you see them marketing uh what is it they have the marrels don't they mm. so you straight away people see oh shit that's the shoe i want to have you know mm. and then, like with ultimate warrior they identify with innovate so you want to have but you'll innovate. never get away from that but you'll exactly. never get away so, from that so because that, that's all down to money yeah but that's the point consumerism isn't it, isn't it? It's, it's consumerism and it's big big companies it's big yeah. companies that's nike yeah. they bring out a new shoe yeah. every fucking two weeks um, they just want you to buy the new one. They'll say it's got 5% extra grip, 10% extra speed. Uh, you know, you can jump 40% higher. Graham, box jumps. Um, <laughs> but then, but then is that why you have so many Jordans, actually? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, then, but that's, like, also do with, like, you see, um, what's it, Ryan Atkins and um, John Album. Now have got um, oh fuck, what are the shoes called again? Uh, John VJ's design the VJ Extremes. So. Yeah, Mate, got... do you remember when John turned up in their VJ Sports that first time, and the yeah. world of OCR went mental? Everyone wanted the IROX. Everyone, yeah. like yeah. literally, because because John had gone from Innovate to IROX, and that was it. Like their straight away yeah. consumerism, like they went off. Yeah. You couldn't get a pair for love nor money. Everyone wanted them. But it's also psychologically, 
like that classic thing of you see Michael Jordan in a set of the, those Jordans, you think you're going to play basketball like he plays them. <laughs> you see John Albon in those running shoes and you think I'm going to be running like he does. Psycholo- Why not? Psychologically, it gives you that little edge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like as soon as I bought my first Innovates, I was like, fuck, I'm going to be the dog bollocks now, boys. <laughs> so, Fuck, did I know what yeah. I was getting myself into? <laughs> yeah. You've got to be wary of that. Well. I don't want to be just like Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing an Innovate hat, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh Brandon, oh. Brandon. Ooh. Smooth plug there. I'm rocking please, that. Please sponsor me. Oh, is that, please is sponsor that the, um, <laughs> um, the Europe that's the, one? Oh, that's the Ultra Beast. Yeah, boy. Yeah, the old school one from the European Championship yeah. in Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scotland. Yeah. I've got that one somewhere. Well, they've got yeah. 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 We, we, we talked about our dress sense. Mm. We know? did. We did. Yeah. I changed four times for, <laughs> for recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it still looks perfect. So does yours. It's not not as good as Mr. Motivator Aaron down there. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) So commercialism in 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 shoe purchases, where's it factoring for you? For me, I don't know. I I try to think that I'm not not a part of it because like I said, having Having tried a few different brands, I, I know what I'm looking for in a shoe. I, I Before buying a shoe, I straight away look at the drop, straight away look at the stack. You know, I maybe have a have a look around saying who's wearing the shoe, why they're wearing the shoe. Like, going back to what Glenn said, like, yeah, John Alvin had a pair of Irox on. Everyone bought an Irox. But if he's got a pair of Irox on and he's world champion, the shoe's obviously doing something right as well. So you've got to factor in that aspect of of the the argument so i mean i like to say i'm I'm fairly neutral and and that's why i've i've never owned a pair of vivo barefoot but i own barefoot shoes but when you associate barefoot shoes you associate them directly with uh, vivo so i like to think that i'm kind of out of that circle a little bit because i'm i'm a bit more in the knowledge of what i'm looking for in a shoe but i think the problem is is like um, the boys have said is you fall into two categories you fall into okay I'll be all right with my Adidas classics I'll get through it or you fall into the 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 category of okay I'm doing a Spartan race oh what shoe shall I buy oh I'll buy the Reebok all-terrain because that's what they're promoting you know and you're spending you know you're spending an extra 100 pounds on a markup shoe that's actually really shit you know yeah so yeah. And, I, and I think that's I mean, it's both good and bad, isn't it? I mean, it's good because people, they, they then, oh, well, maybe not in that sense, actually. They, it's good because they have a bit more to go on with the shoe. It's like, okay, a, a Reebok Alteray might be a shit shoe, but it's better than a Reebok Classic, you know? Yeah, yeah. So at least they're getting the thing is, knowledge like, in, 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 in the ago, shoe. Four or five years ago, when like, most of us here started OCR properly, there wasn't that much on the market anyway. Right. No. From what I remember, like it was you you had Reeboks or you had Salomons pretty much. I think yeah. it was basically, basically it was like I remember Innovate, Salomon and then Reebok. Reebok. That was it. Reebok really. came out towards the end. Yeah, now there's so much choice. And I, I think like you can pick a shoe and go, bit, I love it? that shoe. But the shoe picks you. Yeah. That's the end mm. of it. Like even then, if it's the ugliest shoe in the world, if it's right for your foot. The wand right picks foot. the wizard, Harry. Yes, <laughs> and Guardian Leviosa. <laughs> I was um I was listening to an interesting um uh, uh interview talking with oh god I can't remember one of the ultra runner guys and saying like how to run it was that was it to do with the Hoka Hoka ones mm-hmm. and yeah, saying how how to run like a hundred miler in a minimalist shoe absolutely trashes his ankles. But to do in the hokers, because you've got that extra cushion, saved his knees and stuff like that to actually get that oomph going through. Yeah, so my understanding. It's also like applying to what what race you're doing, having mm. the right shoe. You know, like we said, like I wouldn't go and run a fucking Spartan now and a set of nanos now knowing that. You know, but I would go and happily use them if I was going to do a CrossFit competition or something like that. Yeah. You know, I think that's it. Like that's why I have so many pairs because I. 
tend to buy for purpose. And I've always quite strongly believed that buy the right shoe for the purpose. So, you know, if I'm, I need something that's going to be really good on hard ground and, but give me the traction and the support, then I'll go with a trail rock or something like that. Um, I run in VJ Extremes, yeah, because I saw John use them and I then, but then I went and inquired why he's using them. Mm. What, what's, what's led to that shoe being the decision of choice? And you guys probably remember when I got them and I said, boys, these things fit like a glove out of the mm. box. And well, I was like, big. That's the thing, isn't it? Some people won't. Some people won't go and do that research. They'll just go Mm. straight in. I'll get a set of these because that's what I think is going to be the best thing for us. Where you know, like you say, you like Aaron, you've said before, like you're running them thinking they're great, and then after six training sessions, actually you're in loads of pain. But then Mm. you like some people, like some people might not find it for a bargain price, and they forked out a hundred quid on a set of shoes, which they're just going. Fuck! Now I've got to fucking get like, rid of the I, I can't the stand steps. ASIC shoes. Like they're the hardest things to run in in the world. But just through experience, like you think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to spend a lot of money on these. Oh yeah, they must be good. You try them out three or four runs. Okay, this is right. I'll give it a bit more. Bed them in a little bit, and and you think, no, yeah. I just can't. I just can't do it. And you've, mm-hmm. you've spent like sixty, seventy quid sometimes, maybe a bit um, more. Question for but you guys. Again, it's just. What what socks do you use? Do you find that makes a difference at all? You know, because there's like this whole craze of just like just plain boring socks or like these toe socks or ones with like padding in certain spots or anything like that. Yeah, just socks, man. Yeah, I think that I think they are just socks, aren't they? And I think this is where the fucking industry is ridiculous. I'm gonna put two fucking things up to it. Diving line. Merino wool makes sense. Right, I'll give you that. But is legit. Yeah needed yeah but trip. not for yeah. summer runs down the local but field. no but they they fit a purpose for mud yeah. wet blah blah, blah. but yeah. having a sock that's claiming it'll make you five percent faster because it compresses your right toe your big toe more than mm. the toes and all this fucking bullshit please bore off with your <laughs> shit company. yeah no i i, I feel you I, I can i can say I, again i bought a pair of innovate socks on on sale just because i was buying the shoes they were on sale they were in the in with the with the purchase like, fuck it i can just give them a shot again like we've talked about they're on sale give them a shot try You're them a out. sucker for a deal that's what you are that's what i am, mate. That's what I, am. I love him for it <laughs> <laughs> and i have to say they were really nice i put them on and they're always my my favorite sock as it were i'd always choose to, to race them on sock. on on race day they were my go-to sock but like you said, a, a sock's still a sock. It didn't make, you know, it just felt a little bit better. That's all. You know, it's not like, you know, I noticed, you know, I was dropping 30 seconds in my splits. Yeah. You know, and it's just, you know, a sock is a sock. You know, I buy but, a pair but of it, it will never, It will never make you quicker. Nothing no. will ever make you quicker except you. But I'll tell you something. Have you all got your own kit that you're racing? That you think, right? This is what I race in because oh, yeah. I know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's I mean, I've got, I've got no, like a salmon top with like a zip down the front. Now I know I run hot, regardless of weather. I know if I'm running a beast in the in the in the oh, in the winter, I'm still getting hot. So I know mm-hmm. that that zip there is perfect mm-hmm. for me because it cools yeah, yeah. me down when I'm running. Mm-hmm. So for me, we could probably, well, we could probably do another podcast on apparel and accessories. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next one. But here, here's, so here's one thing I know about socks. Well, because you see some, one, one thing that's important is getting where the stitching for the toe is. Because if you get that wrong, it can cause blistering really badly. And then some of the socks are like dual layer. I don't know if you've ever seen those kind of dual layer oh. socks. Yeah. Um, are they like the pa- ones with like the padding in certain areas? Like the more mild socks or something like that. Yeah, like a thousand miles do it. And yeah, they do like two layer socks. So padding's one thing, John, and which can help just prevent some things. And then there's somewhere there's two layers. And the, the philosophy behind those is that by having t- the socks move in, it means you get less irritation from rubbing. But the rubbing in the first place is likely to be caused by an ill-fitting shoe. Hmm, so yeah. why not get the shoe fit right with your foot rather than trying to backfit your sock to <laughs> balance in the middle, right? <laughs> I tried those uh, those thousand mile socks in a Spartan race that was running through like knee deep clay. <laughs> when I got out, those socks, <laughs> they were so heavy. 
Like, it's like the clay had gone all on the inside of the two layers and I was running with these big old fucking clay things. <laughs> anyway, I got back, took my shoe off and I was like, I just threw them in a bin. I was one of those just ditching kit. Just bitting it. John, you had a point. I was going to say, like, the, the, um, the, oh, fuck, what was it saying? The, gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> but I was going to say another one of the, but the padding, um, I've used, you know, like those padded socks things you get. Mm-hmm. Like, I've used those in my hiking socks and I mm-hmm. find they really work. But when I use them in running shoes, I find they just get, get, give me hot spots where that mm-hmm. extra thickness is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a great thing to watch out for, right? Know where your hotspots are, take an, take an, and then take an approach to learn where that hotspot works for you. Mm-hmm. So you can manage it and either pad it up beforehand or tape it beforehand if it's a, you know, that from there. So, so, right, so here's a big question as we kind of bring this one to a close, boys. What is the one thing that would drive you to change your preferred racing shoe? Oh, really hard one, isn't it? Oh, I know. I think... I'll, I'll go straight away. Go a a um a bad experience with the shoe that you're using yeah like i can i can basically I thought you were going to say a discounted shoe i think i would i'd most likely go with that myself if i saw like a shoe like maybe um a new innovate came out or a new adidas thing that i thought oh shit that's going to do me much better and as nicer grip and sort of thing, then I'd probably go for if it's cheaper. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny no, so yeah. So, so yeah, basically I go I go with John. So a quick story about uh, my shoe this season. I was racing in uh, Irox, VJ Irox twos, had raced with them all season, I had no problems with them. Um, I was running toughest races all year, I made it up the ramp every single time. Uh, with that shoe on and then they they died uh, a week or two before the toughest uh, Gothenburg so I went with a pair of um, Innovates that I that I that I bought on Black Friday hey. <laughs> 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 they were they were just sitting around I was like well these are the only two shoes I've got uh, Innovate X Talon 212s and I was having my best race of the season. I was sat in 15th coming up to the ramp and I could not get up that ramp for oh. shit. Oh. And I tried two, three times before having to take the penalty loop and I dropped, I dropped into the top 25 and I was gutted. And that basically come down to poor choice of footwear. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now I, I know that from that experience... I'm I'm probably never gonna race a toughest race in Innovate X Talon two one twos again. It's I'm funny. gonna try a different shoe. Yeah, it's funny you say yeah. that because I had I think it was the X Talon two three fives or something like that, but not the one I've got currently, but the one before that. And I had a really bad experience with them where I was running, and I think this happened to some other guys as well. But the whole soul. Had come off the shoe, like that literally the whole. I've seen that. I've seen that happened yeah. to somebody yeah. at nuts this weekend. Yeah, the so, whole the sole and the upper separated. Yeah, so that happened, and I was like, "Oh fuck them, their shit." Um, so then, funny enough, I bought the Irox, and then I raced in the Irox, and funny enough, the same thing happened to them. Near enough, it started splitting in the middle. Um, as I was luckily only on a training what? run. Irox two. On the yeah, on the Irox twos, not the Irox yeah, one. The Ibrox originals were amazing. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people said that, yeah. heard about them, ever. Yeah. And then, like, funny enough, now I've gone back to Innovate, um, but their new model seems a bit, it seems a lot better. However, I, I've I done a whole went... season in them now, so it's probably time to, mm, to get to change. Yeah. I think Inter- Innovate went through a bit of a re, like, because they had that problem about three years ago or so, where the toe... Yeah. Just would yep. keep on like mm. going completely off, off it. Yeah. and then the little yeah. and the little toe would just go within a couple of runs. Mm. Where yeah. I think they've like now, I think they changed the rubber they use on the top or something like that. Yeah, they were churning them out. They were like churning them that. out, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, no, it was so many. It was consumerism again. It was like people wanted it. They wanted it. Why they wanted it? And people they were just churning them out so much that they were just, you know, 
cutting back. So Aaron's, on, on Aaron's one thing is bad experience. Aaron would change on um, a bad experience. Jake, what would you change yours on? So mine was a bad experience as well, I suppose. Yeah. I changed and then I had another bad experience and I changed back because they had a better model. But now <laughs> I am confident in that shoe. Like I've, I've, It feels good. It has, I've raced the whole season in it and it's almost mm. like new still. So, mm. But and the other part other side of things I think yeah probably should get a new one just in case I don't want that to happen again if I'm on a key race and that sole comes off you know I've always got that doubt in my mind so yeah cool. similar similar to Aaron basically yeah. Glenn what would make you just, change just, uh, yeah I'd go with a bad experience thing but I'd also go on things like improving your running over the time you know over the couple of years three or four years whatever it may be I remember I first started in the gazelles then moved to Salomon's as I sort of progressed into a more minimalist shoe, but you do, you think, right, I've got to change my race shoe. I've got to go for something different. So you go with like the times, you go with what's right for your feet. I wonder if anyone ever actually like running Air Max. Like, yeah, mate, I started running the Air Max 95s. The amount of different shoes you see like doing OCRs <laughs> is freaking ridiculous from like road runners to converse to just yeah you know next time you're racing you've got to take picture you've got to get pictures of people in their shoes i honestly wouldn't be surprised if one day i saw somebody in full cowboy outfit with the boots trying to do you reckon do you reckon do you reckon john album could win the beast in Reebok Classics. No. <laughs> no, no way. No way. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's running techers. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's got he's pretty good techers. Yeah, no way, man. I, uh, I've, seen, I, I've seen that tire, of course. Maybe get Joe to front some cash for it or something. <laughs> <laughs> two million. Two million. Yeah, it's two million to finish a beast in some classics. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, Jay, I would probably... Uh, uh, Graham, I'd probably go with either... I saw another different shoe that was cheaper, um, or my shoes just ran out of sole. Like, mm. like I like haven't had really particularly a bad instant with any of the shoes that I've had. So, so yeah. So literally, if I just find some for fifty quid, then boom, just get those. You know. So, mm. but otherwise, just I've stuck with Worth the, I've had the same. Yeah, I've had like the same innovate for the last four years using the same model with the. Mm. Um, Talon ones, and then I did have the uh, Reebok uh, Canadians, uh, but it's like a capital. It's a K, not a. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I had those for a while, and they were like literally. I wore them trails, mud, everything, and they were bombproof. And then they changed the model of them, and then was like just didn't fit my feet right, which is a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, so literally like that's a, that's the only other one. It's just the models changed and it doesn't yeah. fit my feet. So, but yeah, so just cash them out. So. Yeah, I think about, to me. What about you, Graham? Yeah. The thing for me, I, I think if you find something that works, know that they're going to run out one day <laughs> in some way. The shoe's going to break uh, down. And buy three pairs bought? in a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I, think, I think, yeah, the shoe is going to break down one day. So just having you thinking, if I like the shoe, keep an eye out of when I can get a bargain to get another pair in the locker. Agreed. Ready to go, ready to go when that runs out. Well, you should you know, always have two pairs on the go, shouldn't you, really, in theory? Yeah, you should always you have should. two pairs yeah. on the go. You should just be relying on one. So. I just keep but, one going. That's why I get like 500 miles out of it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think just be prepared before the day comes when you have to, you're forced to change. Because then you're in a better position yeah. to keep going with something you know and can trust. And if it means making a bit of compromise on a race, let's say, you know, because these shoes kind of cost them out the same as a race and an eight race yeah. entry, it's probably going to do you better for the long term over turning yeah, up to a race that's not going to drive you forwards. Yeah. Oh, um, one, uh, sorry, I know we want to wrap off on that, but last one last thought. What let's do, do you think? What, what do you think about um, breaking in a shoe? Like where where do we stand? Because I'm I'm the theory of what bullshit. Hey, look who it is! We're just about wrapping up. George just turned up. And you can't hear us. Can hear now. George is he on speaker? Is he on the train? 
speakerphone so yeah, got to, to tell us right tell everyone listening george what choices you make about your running shoes why you make that choice go hang on a minute does george run all right well uh recently i uh my running shoes based on feel uh wide toe box um zero drop because i'm a fairly neutral runner and just yeah just like a a decent enough brand that i've kind of heard of and i read a few reviews basically saying everything i wanted to say um yeah, I've messed around with Innovate and Ultras recently. Um, but yeah, I don't know really. I'm sort of, yeah, I'm not about to uh, say anything profound or anything, but definitely zero drop for me and not too high a stack because I'm used to sort of running a little, um, used to being in more barefoot shoes for longer during the week. Uh, I'm not about to go on a barefoot rant, if that's what you're thinking, Graham. <laughs> no, no, no. It's purely informative for everyone who's listening because we've talked loads about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. we know that you've got a lot of experience in looking around it. And it's just a nice way for people to just get some key principles to consider. So, but, uh, what would you uh, make, what would invite people to think about when they are buying a running shoe for training, racing, in OCR, and endurance sports? Um, Check out your feet first and foremost to see if you how how you pronate if you've got weak arches. And I think about the distant type of terrain you can um, So if you're going for like super long stuff, you probably do want a bit more cushioning. If you're going short stuff like six k, ten k, that sort of stuff, then you can probably get away with a racing shoe. But everybody is different, and as my dad used to tell me, it's not the boots that make the player, son. So, uh, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't be blaming it on the shoes, but it can certainly help avoid certain injuries. Um, but definitely, I think your running mechanics are much more important than the shoe you wear, but combined, it can be, you know, touch, touch wood. But can I ask the important question? First OCR, what did you wear on your feet? Uh, Two told- bottles of Lucas Aid. Uh, first OCR I did I had um, uh, Innovate Talon 212 here's a a lesson for you when I did the nuclear oblivion (laughs) the 50k one honestly honestly, this is yeah this is five and a half years ago now I thought I'd get the Innovate 190s. <laughs> I was saving 60 or 60, 70 grand or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that would help considering I've got to run 50 kilometers. So I thought, yeah, I'll get a light shoe. That'll make sense. <laughs> uh, literally, I had like a bruised heel. Or, I, thought, I thought I'd fractured my foot for about 10 days after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a lesson. Where, where did you finish in that race? Twenty uh, fourth out of two hundred. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> Boys. Um, also known as last as. <laughs> Boys, on that bombshell. It's been awesome to talk about this. Cheers for spending the time, and we'll catch up with you in another one soon. Peace. 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 Peace